Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I'm here with Dallas Remington. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so glad you're here today. So we'd love to start out with the most difficult question ever. Who is Dallas Remington? (laughs) Well... It's a long answer, you know, but um, we'll keep it short. Um, I'm actually a fifth generation farmer from the state of Kentucky, but I moved to Nashville when I was 15 to chase my dreams of a country music career. I've been performing in Nashville since I was 11. Um, The 11th anniversary is actually coming up here in a few weeks, so it's been a long journey, but uh, I grew up on what I call country, country music. And a little bit of Southern rock and a little bit of metal mixed in there, too. So uh, I'm just here trying to put my mark on country music and uh, play some shows and play some songs and meet a bunch of awesome people. You're doing a great job at it because I guess I love your music. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you. So and we were talking before um, your most recent release, Dirty Roses. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about that song, how, you know, the writing from how did that start? You know, did you just get together in a co-write? Did someone come up with the idea? Tell us about it. Yeah, so I can't remember who brought in the initial idea, but I wrote that with Nancy Deccan and Eric Mallon. And it was um, it was a different experience for me because that was the first time I'd ever written in the room with a producer. Um, normally, it's just myself and some lyricists and I play guitar and that's all we do. We don't. We're not building a track as we go and stuff like that. And so it was a really cool experience. And, you know, I um, I do what I would call like more riff driven country when it comes to the music. So I really I always find a guitar riff and the chords first. That's my thing. And um, unless the lyrics are like really speaking to us, you know, but um, I had come up with this little riff and uh, Eric started throwing together a, a track and it was just like one of those. Next thing you know, we had a song, you know, and I can't remember who brought in the initial idea, but I remember it was so funny. I played it for my mama afterwards. She hears all my songs after I write them and um, she was like, oh, my gosh, to just like did that story I told you inspire the song. I'm like, what story? And she's like, I swear I told you. Apparently one of her best friends had gone through a nasty breakup and he ended up moving on with someone else, cheated on her or whatever. And he she went in there and she threw the roses down on his bed and said, have fun laying on them, buddy. And it was so funny because she was like, that sounds like this song. I'm like, I didn't know that story at all. But the coincidence with it, but, uh, but I was just, I always think of that story now that we've written the song, released it and everything. But um, it's always just been a really fun one live. And we wrote this um, a couple years before the pandemic, actually. So we've had it a while. So I'm really glad that we were finally able to get it out there and people are receiving it and loving it the way they are awesome song so um no I know you've been releasing uh you just told me a song a month yes so we're gonna go back and talk about some of the other songs while we're at it um so tell me a little bit now I one night rodeo is something that was a little bit different because I I'm so used to hearing more of the rock and the upbeat from you and when I heard that I was like oh this is so different so totally grabbed me yeah so uh, that's like our sound like people get thrown a little bit because those are both like the dirty roses and 
one night radio, both of my heart. That's what I want to do. I love doing those intimate, like, um, just country, country songs, but I also love doing like the screaming rock stuff. Um, so we try to, you know, marry everything, but one night rodeo was actually one that was written, um, during the pandemic. I wrote it with my good friends, Casey Tindall, Martin Armore. And, uh, the, the week before the full countrywide shutdown happened, my band and I actually got to play at the Houston rodeo. Um, in 2020 and we ended up closing it out because the next morning they decided to not proceed with the rest of the rodeo and you know the Houston rodeo is normally like four weeks long three or four weeks long it's a big whole month-long event and you know there was because we had thought talked about going back the next day and doing some stuff there couldn't because it was canceled and I was just thinking about I was like man we had a one-night rodeo and uh, I took that idea to Casey and Mark and they just ran with it and did this whole like warning a cowboy you know like hey I ain't no one out rodeo and it's that is probably one of my top three favorite songs I've ever written and uh, I'm really happy to see the way that that one has done and the people are loving it and um, to show that different side of me because uh, we don't release many of those slow songs so if we're gonna it's gotta be a good one you know <laughs> it totally captivated me when I heard the first time I was like oh whoa like I was yeah it did thank so. you so much oh so going back a little bit further here now um, back to last year, we had Wild in the Woods. Yes. Yes. That was another quarantine song. We're releasing a whole bunch of quarantine music. Um, but uh, that was what I wrote with Miss Mary Cutter, who's another Kentucky songwriter artist, and uh, Mr. Chris Law, who's from right here in Nashville. And uh, it was my first write with Chris. We had never met before. And uh, Mary had introduced us, and we showed up, and we were talking about what we wanted to write. And I was like, man, I don't really have a party song. Um, I have a lot of tell you off songs and a lot of heartbroken songs, but no party songs. And, but I was like, but here's a kicker. I don't drink and I don't really party. So like, what are we going to write? You know? And um, we were sitting there talking and he goes, well, I have this idea I've been holding um, that I heard somebody say when I was walking through Kroger a few weeks ago and he'd been walking through Kroger and somebody said, I don't drink beer no more. I just keep my wild in the woods. And he was like, maybe that's what we need to write. And I was like, yes, we do. And that was, I call those kind of songs like the magical ones. Cause I think we were, we were in and out in less than two hours. I mean, it was done, no editing, no anything. And then um, we got to take it to production early, or later last year. It was really awesome. And uh, um, my producer, Corey, he's been absolutely amazing with these because I literally will just be like, Hey, we need a single to release two weeks from today. And he's like, got it. Let's go. And he, he kills it on all of them. So Wild in the Woods production of that one was so much fun. Oh, that's wonderful. And I love when, you know, when you go into a writing room and people come up with those strange ideas like that as something they've heard somewhere, a movie, whatever, like, you know, exactly. it's just so cool. Yeah. And you know what, if now, if anyone says nothing good came out of this pandemic, I'm going to disagree because there's so much great music that is coming out. Exactly. exactly. I was talking to somebody about that earlier. He was like, you know, and people are like, it's kind of like we've, we're getting more edgy and we're letting those like limitations go. And we're just saying what we want to say. It's like, because we've been cooped up for two years. We're ready to just say what we want to say. Um, Absolutely. So, <laughs> so. Now, I will say, I did catch, and I know we mentioned this pre, but I would like to mention this for our audience, Enter the Sandman, the Metallica, Metallica <laughs> remix. That blew me away, too. I was like, wow, oh, I have to hear this. So Thank you so much. Awesome. That one, it threw some people for a loop. They're like, wait, what? What are you releasing <laughs> now? Um, but uh, I, so 
like short story. I obviously I grew up on country music. You know, my heart's Loretta Lynn, Garth Brooks, Conway Twitty, Alabama, stuff like that. And uh, when I was 15, I was actually the bassist in a metal band back in Kentucky. And so we always covered Inner Sandman and I just fell in love with that song. And surprisingly enough, my mama, who's the most country woman on this planet, fell in love with Inner Sandman too. It's her favorite. She cranks it up and listens to it on repeat all the way to Kentucky and back. Um, and uh, we were talking about, we had a meeting with a consultant here in Nashville and he's like, just start releasing some covers too, like songs that people wouldn't expect of you. Just have fun with it. And I, that was the first one we talked about. I was in band practice one day and I said, I'm thinking we might, you know, do a, a country-ish version of Inner Sandman. And my band looked at me and they were like, yes, please, please, <laughs> let's do this. Um, and so it was really cool to do like the whole Dobro-driven version of it. It was really awesome. So I'm glad people didn't like completely freak out and go, oh my gosh, she lost her mind. Um, but the fact that people are really loving it and we still, I mean, most of my interviews end up now being talking about that. <laughs> so... Well, I think it's very unique because we see the crossovers, especially in country anymore. We have the pop, we have the rap, we have all these crossovers, but we don't see that alternative hard rock that, that, you know, that genre mm-hmm. coming in, like, cause you know, how do you go from hard rock, heavy metal grunge over to country like that? There's no way. Like, and okay. I think you just proved the point that you can do it. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So I will like to know who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music? Yeah, so I am a huge Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline fan, and obviously Dolly and Reba. Um, but I've actually written songs about Patsy and Loretta specifically. Um, I grew up, I was homeschooled, and I grew up in a little small town in Kentucky. I went to a private school until I was in fifth grade, and then I homeschooled on so I could see my brother and travel and do music and everything. Um, but I just, um, the women that I grew up with mainly were Loretta and Patsy. And those were, I don't know, I was trying to explain it to somebody one day. It was almost like they were my best friends, even though I never met them. You know, we were always listening to them. And my, we had this little radio. It still works. We've had the same little boom box since I was born in the corner, in a cabinet, in my kitchen at home in Kentucky. And mama always had country music playing on it, always. And um, just the ones that really resonated with me were, Patsy and Loretta and hearing them. And so we've written, like I said, we've written songs about it and we have one that we're hoping to release sometime later this year um, about them. But uh, I just something about them, the way they, sorry, my dog is yawning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, something about the way that they just, they were who they wanted to be. And they kind of had that, they didn't have to have like a ton of attitude in their music, but you could tell you don't mess with these women. You, they're their own people and they're going to do what they want to do. Are you trying to say hi? Hi. I don't know. Hey, Phoenix. Do. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, you can join hi. us. We, lo- we oh, love you. Yes. We love her babies. Scratched. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, you know, Patsy, Loretta, Reba, Dolly. Um, I've, one of the first songs I remember running down the hallway screaming at the top of my lungs was blame it on your heart by patty loveless and now that song's trending on tiktok and i'm like yes it's coming back y'all it's one of the best ones um so i've just grown up with you know surrounded by strong southern country women in my life but also in my music so it's been um awesome having those role models um to grow up with awesome awesome yeah you can't i mean 
Pat Sale and Reddit, definitely. You know, Dolly. I mean, you can't beat any of the ones you just said. Like, yeah, they're just <laughs> they're icons. So they'll always be icons. And it's so glad to hear that, you know, Blame It on Your Heart's coming back around because, you know, yes. the music always does come back around. It really does. Exactly. Generation after generation. Exactly. So are you ready for some 20 crazy questions? Yes. Okay. As I like to say, there's no right or wrong answers to most of these. I'm an overthinker though. I tried one of these during CRS. She had like three and one of them took me like 20 minutes to find an answer. She's like, just say something. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) Well, hopefully they won't be that hard difficult. Yeah. Hopefully not. (laughs) Oh, so what was the last thing you read? The last thing I read. Oh no. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be an email. It could be a map that you wrote something. I don't know. Oh, well, I did, I got a good email um right before this. I don't know if I can like say what it is, but I am going to be like in a choir for a very special like CMT taping coming up this week. So I just found that out right before we got on here. Can't say who or when it's airing, but that was a really good email. So yeah, read that email right before we <laughs> hopped on here. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, so hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? I shouldn't say yes, but yes, I could probably find you somewhere. <laughs> not going to tell you where though, but yeah, yes. Yeah, don't, don't divulge it. Everyone will know then, so don't tell it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, tell us, what's the best concert or the best top two concerts you've been to? Garth Brooks and... So Garth and Eric are tied for me as far as country goes. They're so good. Garth Brooks, Eric Church, and then random one, Queen with Adam Lambert. Still probably, we were right there. He stood right in front of us, sang the entire time. I love Queen, and that still gives me chills to think about it. So, yeah, those three are my, like, they fight each other for the top one. (laughs) Perfect. Those are awesome. What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Hmm. I would probably... um, I would just probably invest it back into the music career, you know, because that's what I want. And, you know, it takes quite a bit of money to make it, you know, because it's the funding and we don't have a backer right now. So I'd probably just spend it on my music career. And um, I used to have a Dodge Challenger that I had to get rid of because I didn't have enough room in it. So I got a I got a mom car. Um, I think I might go get another Challenger, you know, if, it, if I want a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So tell us something on your bucket list. Um, there's lots of things. I've gotten across off a few lately because like the top one was always um, go to Yellowstone. And I finally got to do that uh, a couple of years ago. And um, let's see. I'd like Beautiful. to get, like, I like, to, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'd really like to go to Italy and like, I love the mountains. So like, um, like the Alps and stuff like that. So that would be probably the next thing on my bucket list to hopefully get to do. Beautiful, beautiful. And yes, I love travel too. That's why I like, and you said Yellowstone. I'm like, yes, I missed that already. I was there last year and I'm like, we, I could go every year. I could go all the time. I, I literally, I've already told everybody, I'm like, when I have enough money and I don't have to be in Nashville every five, like all the time, I'm yeah. moving to Montana and y'all can fly out there. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, I'm going to come visit you because we talked about doing that too. I'm like, Montana, Washington, yeah, Oregon, like that area. It's just so beautiful exactly. out there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, tell us, what job would you be terrible at? What job would I be terrible at? Um, anything that includes like handwriting, like calligraphy and stuff like that. I 
have the worst handwriting on the planet. It looks like a six-year-old boy's. Um, so I would fail <laughs> so bad. Oh. Uh, what's your game plan for zombie apocalypse? Oh, my whole family has a plan. We can't, like, it's, it's set in place. My brother has sat and thought about it. Um, going back to the farm and he's got everything planned out. I mean, it would take 20 minutes. He is literally has it <laughs> ready to go. He loves walking dead and he knows what we're going to do to survive. So I'm just going to go back to the farm and do whatever he tells me to do. All right. If, if I may invite myself to go with, cause yes, I don't have, a yeah, plan, we're so. going to, we're going to grab everyone we love and just be like, we're here. You know, we have, yeah. we can self-sustain and we can protect ourselves. Yes. Let's just go. <laughs> Tell us what albums or artists should we listen to before we die? Oh gosh. Um, you know, like I got the, which I love Garth Brooks. So I have like the latest Garth Brooks box set. That's amazing. I mean, it's 10 CDs. That's a lot of records, but that one. And then um, as far as like newer country, like I'm obsessed with Hardy and his um, a rock record is probably one of my favorite records of all times and I just literally listen to it on repeat um and I feel like it really shows you yeah he has the fun songs like unapologetically country and four by four and stuff but like if you really listen to the record like ain't a bad day and a rock or two of the best written songs I've ever heard in my life so like if you love songwriters listen to a rock by Hardy like you're never gonna get any better songwriting than that and some fun songs too <laughs> He does have very good dexterity in his writing for sure. Yes, he definitely does. There's a reason he's songwriter of the year. <laughs> yep. Who would play you in a movie about your life? I've been asked that so many times and I never know how to answer it. So one day somebody answered it for me and I thought it was a really good one. Somebody said Reese Witherspoon. I'm like, I get that. I'm a little taller than her, but I mean, I guess we can make it work. Um, Reese or... Um, I had another one. I finally thought of another one. I can't remember it. So we'll go with Reese for right now, just because I love her. And I'd love to meet her, you know. That would be cool. Absolutely. So we'll just cast her in it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just call her up. I'll do that tomorrow. First thing, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) So something a little more prolific here going on. Where's Waldo? I've never understood what that means. Like, what is that? Uh, Waldo is in a book, which will start as a, as a kid picture book where he would have all these images and then you have to find this little Waldo character. So that's See, I've, I've never understood that. That's always going. We didn't have those books, apparently. And that's always people when that like started like a few years ago, it like came back. Everybody was dressing up as this Waldo person for Halloween. I'm like, what is Waldo? <laughs> yeah. OK, so I don't know where he is because I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. And apparently yeah. Waldo does not exist. There's a different, it's Wally in England, UK, whatever. I learned that okay. today. So we're good. Okay. I guess he didn't have, he didn't exist in Kentucky. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe he wasn't in Kentucky. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, would you rather cook or order in? I love to cook. That's my de-stressing. Like if I have the food in the house, that's what I want to do. But if it's, a super stressful day and I don't want to go to Kroger, I have Dash Pass. So we order a lot of DoorDash here, but um, I love to cook. That's just my get out of my way. Leave me alone. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm just going to cook my um, time. And um, that's my that's my time to be by myself. So definitely cook. And is there something you have like a favorite meal that you like to cook? 
So I'm weird. I don't like cooking anything twice. So I will just find I'm I'm obsessed with guys grocery games. So I'll just go up to my refrigerator, see what I have and just make something. Um, So I can never repeat anything. The other day, though, I made um, it was like a balsamic shrimp stir fry kind of thing. And I should have written it down because I do want that again. But I'll just redo it as best I can and see what happens with it. Wonderful. I think I'm going to have to invite you over. Just here's my fridge. Go. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Do you see in the shower? Yes. Um, we, as so, it's so funny. My brother and I both have, we shared a bathroom growing up. We both sing in the shower. We'd wake each other up of uh, one person in, you know, cause we had like a Jack and Jill bathroom and stuff like that. But, uh, so when I moved to my house here in Nashville, um, we actually run a flipping business. So we flip houses. So we flipped the house I live in because I sing in the shower so much. My mom put a speaker system in my shower. So I am jamming now because I can just Bluetooth my phone to it and sing along with anything. And we didn't know till about a year after we moved here that you can hear it outside my house. So like you, if you're standing in my driveway, you know, I'm up there having a party, <laughs> washing my hair, singing along to Hardy or whatever I'm feeling that day. Um, but yes, I definitely sing in the shower. Oh, that's great. I love that outside concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Boots or heels? Boots all the way. What's the best thing since sliced bread? <laughs> um... I don't know. Maybe me. I would just say guitars, I guess. I don't know if that came before or after. I guess that came after sliced bread. Perfect. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's the best thing in your mind just since sliced bread. So that works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you have any guilty pleasure music that you don't admit to listening to? If so, what is it? I was on a real big Lizzo kick for a while. I mean, I went through a breakup and Truth Hurts was on repeat all the time, you know, so Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is the worst pizza topping? Uh, olives. Ooh. Don't do olives. I'll eat anything. Well, I've never had anchovies on pizza. I probably would never try that, but olives to me are the worst. Okay. Good to know. So we can order pineapple. Yes. I love pineapple. Pizza. <laughs> Judge me all you want. I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. If you could be any person for a day or a position, who or what position would you want to be for the day? Hmm. Really any person. I think I'd like to be Garth. Go out and play a concert as him and just see what it feels like to have 170 something thousand people screaming your words at you. Which maybe I'll be there one day, but because of my goal is basically just be Garth. But um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to just like, you know, being like, see how someone who has had been so successful and like will be one of the biggest artists of all time, like goes through his day in, of life and what it's like for someone in that position, you know? Well, that's yeah. really cool. Are you good at keeping secrets? Mm, yes. Unless you don't count telling my best friends and my mom. So I have okay, like cool. three friends and my mom that they know everything. And then everybody else, I don't tell nobody nothing. <laughs> so well, I guess it's selective, me, right? Yeah. If you're telling me a secret, those four people also know, but they don't tell anyone. 
So that works. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) At what age did you become an adult? I mean, it's hard to tell. Um, To me, I'd go back to like 13. I don't know, which I was homeschooled. I was doing music full time. And I just like being surrounded by adults 24 seven. You know, I always felt older. And then I remember like being 13 and looking at like what the kids I did go to school with were doing. I'm like, Oh, they're growing up. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're the same age as them. (laughs) Like you can't say that. And then I think it really hit me one day. I think I was seven. I was, I guess I was 18. Really. I was in my hometown Lowe's and I saw a little girl that I thought was so much younger than me walk into Lowe's with her boyfriend holding her hand and her car keys in the other hand. And I was like, you're supposed to be in a stroller. Like this doesn't work. No, this, I feel old now. And I didn't realize she was that much, like we weren't that big of age difference, but yeah. Um, yeah so I'd really say, I feel like I've been an adult since I was like 13, but you can ask other people. They'd be like, she's not an adult. Yeah. But <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, and responsibility probably, but I guess in our minds, we're never growing up. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm 90 most days, <laughs> you know, um, but oh. Well, do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? Yeah. So we've always, um, my family, you know, we always say, you know, um, to be the deal. We had that advice given to me when I was really young, um, me in the music industry. And it was like, not saying, you know, you have to put on an act or whatever, but it's like, figure out who you want to be and just be that person and be that person in everything you do. And, you know, so I've lived my life with just, you know, I am who I am. And if people are going to love my music, they're going to have to love who I am too. So um, definitely be the deal is always what I, I walk in like saying to myself, if I have a mantra, you know? <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I like that. That's a great piece of advice too. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And that's what anytime anyone asks me advice, that's what I always say. I'm like, just be the best you you can be. And it's kind of cliche, but it's still like, you know, people are going to be able to tell if you're not happy with what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us what you have going on for the rest of 2022 here. So we're finally getting back out on the road with the band. Last year, we got to do a few um, trio sets that we traveled for, but the rest of everything else I did solo. And uh, we have several full band gigs booked for the rest of this year um, all over the place. Um, I've got some solo stuff coming up in Wyoming. So getting to go back to Yellowstone, really excited about that. And uh, we're just, we're releasing a single every month. So we got a new, it's going to be a surprise as to what the song is, but we have a single coming out on April 8th that we're really excited about. And then we have a single coming out in May. That's going to be like our big summer single that we're really, really hyped for. And um, we're going in the studio actually this week to finish that one. So I'm excited to start pushing it and get people excited about it too. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to hear all the new music because I love the one thing with the pandemic is that we got to learn more new artists and get to hear songs more frequently. Even if they were just playing live streams said, Hey, what do you think of my new song? And it is so awesome that you're continuing to do like a song a month here. Uh, I know I'm excited and you are welcome back anytime. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And, uh, Make sure you go follow all of uh, Dallas's socials and website and keep up to date and catch her out in Wyoming at Yellowstone. I know if I could be there, I would. Uh, I, I know I have some things going this summer, so I can't, but I'm telling you, we'll have to do that. We'll have to just do a tour one. I'll just tour along with you and tag along and yeah. <laughs> we'll do a, our, our uh, mountain tour. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And if you haven't been to Glacier National, I would recommend that. That is so beautiful. Yeah, too. I was supposed to go there this year and it got moved around. I think I'm going next year, but I'm excited for that one too. I've been trying to get there for years. So that's oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So, and thank you all for joining us for another episode of Crazy Women Country. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye. Bye, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.